When does life become a mission? Let us consider this wonderful topic. We want to live answerable lives, not so. Be able to account for ourselves in a full and shameless way. What joy there is in living when we can be openly and confidently ourselves. We can be spoken to, we can listen, fully comprehend and heed. We have a part in life. We are part of it. We are in sweet companionship with life. So grateful for it. So appreciative of it. When fully in each of its moments, we are in a state of complete readiness to do whatever may be asked of us. We're available. This is what the prophet Isaiah said. Here I am, send me. This becomes the cry of our hearts. We want to go forth into the world, mean something to someone, do something of worth somewhere. We are most fully ourselves, Frankel stated, when we are not self-absorbed or self-consciously withdrawn from the world, but when we are out there making a difference. There are people to love and take care of, causes to serve, and involved in this kind of committed and commissioned kind of way, we feel freed from all that held us back. We are giving full expression to ourselves in answering the calls made upon us, fulfilling duties, exercising responsibilities, fully embracing all that life gives us and expects of us. We are free from neediness, want, insecurity, always searching and never quite finding the love and happiness we crave, the acceptance and acknowledgement from others to whom we give the right to determine our worth and the significance of our lives. What a travesty! We know who we are and we like ourselves. We marvel at the greatness that has been invested in us, the life that is there for us to live. We creatively draw from the spiritual resources we do have and use the talents and abilities we have been given. Take up the opportunities we are given. Enjoy the treasures of life that are there to be had. We can meet life's challenges, rise to the occasion, overcome difficulties and problems with the supreme knowledge that we will be enabled to do so with the assistance, support, encouragement and inspiration that is there for us to reach out to and embrace trust in and confidently rely on. We are called, and having embraced the call, we are chosen. Great things are expected of us, waiting for us to achieve them. What an awesome privilege, therefore, to say yes to life and to do what we are given to do with the inspired conviction that we are able to do it. We are living life to the brim. 
with happiness overflowing. Proving who we are and what we are capable of, we stand approved. We have the presence of blessing upon us and with us throughout our lives to its triumphant conclusion. In Matthew it says, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you master over much. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Let us consider this. Without being called, how can we answer? Without being challenged, how can we rise to the occasion? Frankl stated, the self cannot be its own lawgiver. It can never issue an autonomous categorical imperative for a categorical imperative can receive its credentials only from transcendence. Its categorical character stands and falls with its transcendent quality. It is true that man is responsible for himself, but ultimately he is not responsible before himself. We are being addressed by a source beyond our full knowing. The psalmist in Psalm 8 exclaims, When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. Whether, with our limited understanding, we can embrace ultimate truth is not the issue. The issue is that we answer the call. Whatever our understanding may be of the source of our provoked sense of responsibility, the magnificence of the call is that it is directed to us. We are being called upon. We are being singled out for a purpose. We are being tasked with a specific duty to perform, a certain mission to accomplish. What does this say of us? What does this make us out to be? But that we are deemed worthy to be in partnership with life. Worthiness is bestowed upon us. There is no greater sense of joy than when life commissions us. No greater sense of union and communion than when we are being called upon to render a significant service. Only when we are employed by life are we fully part of it. Prophet Isaiah may have cried, Woe is me, for I'm undone, because I'm a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people with unclean lips, when he stood stunned before the glory of the ultimate. What did he profess? 
What did the people around him profess with their mouths about the glorious purpose and destination of their lives? Did they really understand the call? No, and that is what made their lips unclean. But was the prophet damned because of his misperceptions and incomprehension of the ultimate meaning of life? No, nor was an Adam and Eve for their own doubts and misgivings. They were sent out of paradise, not naked, but clothed. Our faults and our failings serve to correct us. Our sufferings sharpen our perceptions, deepen our grasp of what ought and what ought not to be. We come out of difficult and stressful situations stronger and wiser more than ever what we were supposed to to be. We can find our way back home however long it takes. Hearing but not quite understanding and seeing without really perceiving, yes, that hamstrings us. We may have been subjected to so many hurtful, contrary and confusing experiences in our lives that we can hardly discern what path it is in life that we are to follow. How many detours we may have taken, how badly we may have gone off course, how troubled we may have become. But does that cancel out what we have been created to be? Is there no purpose to our existence? Have we somehow lost our way forever? Are we so lost that we can no longer find our way back? By no means. What if difficult and tragic circumstances are the very circumstances meant to shape the calling that we will later realize had been peculiarly assigned to us? What if our past experiences were preparations for what the future had in store for us? It is in the very areas of our own hurt where we develop a sensitivity to the hurts of others. Knowing how such a hurt hurts, we develop a sense of mission in protecting others from such hurt. In terms of a vocation we later feel in life we want to follow, we tend to be drawn to not wanting others to suffer the way we did. We become healed of our own hurts in assisting others to overcome their hurts. How wonderful. This is the very triumph of our suffering, that we have found meaning in it. Suffering from what ought never to have been, we want to correct the wrong by doing the kind of right that will bring about what should and could have been in the first place. We want to help our world to heal, to find its way to the destination of what it ought to be. How overwhelming the examples of this which we do have. Think of this. A person who has been sexually abused as a child can devote his or her life to combat sexual abuse and to counsel those suffering the effects of such trauma suffered in childhood once they are grown up. Parents who have suffered the devastation of a beloved child's life due to drug abuse become active 
agents in organizations devoted to the rehabilitation of drug addicts. Ah, I've got so many examples of this in the stories that students have brought on their courses in logotherapy. The list goes on and on of just how the past shapes us for a peculiar destiny in the future. Now, I want you to listen carefully. There is no more graphic example of the ability to turn our lives around than in those who have gone off the rails, but who, when they have come to their senses, are redeeming their past mistakes by the way they are living their present lives. How enabled they are to powerfully assist those who have fallen to wrongdoing to get out of the trash heaps of waste and fill their lives with meaningful content. They can do that more than a self-righteous person who had not gone so far astray and may feel proud about that fact. Who knows more of sin than the sinner? A shamed Adam may have left paradise with only the clothes he was given to cover his exposed nakedness. But coming back, having triumphed, over the sin that sent him packing, he is crowned with glory. Isn't this wonderful? How great the power, how astounding the grace of forgiveness. A restored life can be much more beautiful than the one that existed before it had been broken down by wrongdoing. How such a new life heralds good news to a struggling and sin-laden world. There is hope for everyone, a hope extended to anyone who craves it. So do we want to escape what is ours to be had? We may try to run away from our destinies. We can put things off, fall short of having to live a life of virtue and responsibility, But our destiny has a way of making its claim on us again and again. It will corner us through inescapable circumstances and confront us. Its persistence is our security. Nothing and no one can take it away from us. No matter how circumstances may sometimes seem to thwart the fulfillment of it, no matter how it is scorned and even resisted or enviously assailed by others, our destiny, our particular purpose and calling in life remains. It is ours forever. It is never too late to embrace it. Only we... Only we can trample it underfoot. But once we cooperate, however, and respond to the insistent call of life that persists in coming to us, we are on the road to ultimate victory. No obstacle will be too great. No deviation will take us off course for too long. We will overcome every resistance and get up after every fall. We have a mission in life after all. Life is a task, an assignment given to us. 
a rebirth experience is to at last see what was always there to be seen. Frankel stated, The task a man has to accomplish in life is at bottom always present and in principle always within man's powers. The more he grasps the task quality of life, the more meaningful his life appears to him. With renewed vision, we take up our lives in a more awe and responsible way, sent forth with a mission to bring meaning into the lives of others. We are on our appointed way.